I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good Sunday to you. Rashini Rajkumar here, along with Dr. David Hilden, your host of Healthy Matters. Today we're going to talk about hearing issues and ear health. We have a special guest who Dr. Hilden will introduce in just a few minutes. want to remind you all, though, of the phone number because the phone and text lines are open the entire hour, 651 989 9226. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. Good morning, uh, Rashini, and good morning to everybody. I hope you're having a great Sunday morning in this uh, midsummer day. Uh, we are going to talk about hearing in just a little bit with a repeat guest on our show. We're going to be talking to Dr. Janet Hansen, who is a doctor of audiology, and we will talk all about anything on your mind about hearing, but specifically about hearing loss. We might talk a little bit about hearing aids. We might talk a little bit about when you should see an audiologist. We might even talk about that ringing in your ears that keeps you up at night. So you get your questions, everybody. Get your questions ready, and we will talk to Janet Hansen. She is a great guest for the show. It's always a popular topic. Um, it's I always think it's ripe for um, it's ripe for uh, for jokes because you know you get questions like. Yeah, I don't think I have any hearing loss, but uh, my wife does every time I, I she asks me to go take out the garbage, then I have hearing loss. So it's got we've got all these funny jokes, but in reality, it is so common. And so we're going to be talking about your hearing today with Dr. Janet Hansen from Hennepin Healthcare. Also, want to remind people, it is uh, not too late. Not only is it not too late, it is the perfect time to get your COVID vaccine if you haven't yet done that. Minnesota uh, hit that 70% mark that we were trying to hit by early July. We indeed did that. I think we were like the, I don't know, the 14th or the 15th state to do that. So you're going to want to do that. There's an article today in the Star Tribune that I actually uh, had been in contact with uh, the person who wrote the article in the strip. Uh, I'm not in the article, but it talks about how certain parts of Minnesota their vaccination rates are lagging. And there are many counties in Minnesota where the vaccination rates are quite low. And those counties are at some risk of having the same thing that is happening in some of our friends to the south where vaccination rates are low, where the Delta variant is literally the only thing in town. And that variant makes the one we had a year ago look mild. So Get your vaccines, regardless of where you live in Minnesota, regardless if you live far away from people. This virus is very transmissible. So that's the that's the one thing I want to tell you. And the second thing I want to tell you is we still are looking for blood donations. Healthy Matters listeners have stepped up. I did hear from uh, Memorial Blood Centers in Minneapolis that their schedules for blood donations go up after I mention it on the show. 
And uh, so I can't think of anything more important that I could do for our community than to remind you to donate blood if you are able. If you're really older, uh, older adult and maybe a little bit frail or if you have cancer or, or other medical problems, then you don't need to donate. Not everybody has to. But if you're a relatively healthy person and you've got an hour free in the coming week, go to MBC Memorial Blood Center, mbc.org, and sign up to give blood and you will save a life, quite literally. That well, you will save a life. So those are, are just a couple things. Before we do get to the the show, I just want to tell you what we're going to talk about one more time. We're going to be talking to Dr. Janet Hansen. She's an audiologist who specializes in the management of hearing loss. She does dizziness. She does other ear problems as well. She's a member of the HCMC Pediatric Brain Injury Team, and she also manages our Universal Newborn hearing screening program, and she sees patients of all ages. So if you have any questions about your hearing, get them teed up right now and text them in or call them in or tweet them in, and we'll get to them right after our break. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the tweet. You can find Dr. Hilden at Dr. David Hilden. You can find me at Rashini R. That's with an O on Twitter at Rashini R. You can certainly tweet in your questions today and during the week, and we'll monitor those and get to them if we do not today. Reminder of the phone number six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And we are talking hearing issues and ear health. If you have questions not connected to those, I'd suggest you hold off on those. We may be able to get to that toward the end of the show, but we're going to focus on hearing issues today. And real quickly, Dr. Hilden, it seems that hearing is one of those sensitive topics for pretty much anyone. They don't want to admit that they're having trouble hearing. I see this sometimes even with my 92-year-old father-in-law. So that's an area that I'm sure you doctors really have to get honesty from patients. Exactly. And many people say, I hear fine. And, the, and I don't need that. And then you, it, it becomes a thing that you don't know what you're missing because you've just been gradually, gradually, gradually missing your hearing and you don't even notice. And so when then you get hearing aids and you go, holy cow, what have I been missing? So I hope we can talk with uh, Dr. Hansen a little bit about hearing aids as well, because people are nervous about that. They have a lot of questions about some big, big bulky thing that's going to be in their ear. So we'll talk to Dr. Hansen about that and hopefully allay some of your worries and fears. And if, if you or your loved ones uh, uh, feel so inclined, maybe you can get your hearing checked out in the coming weeks. Yeah, so call for yourself, call for your friends, call for your family today. 651-989-9226. We will be talking hearing issues and ear health on Healthy Matters when we return from break. We are back on Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden and Roshini Rajkumar with you until 8 a.m., your questions always welcome. Call us, text us, 651-989-9226. Today we are talking hearing issues and ear health. We have a special guest. Can't wait to hear from her. Dr. Hilton, tell us who you've got. Thanks, Rashini. We have Dr. Janet Hansen, who is an audiologist at Hennepin Healthcare. Uh, she specializes in, well, she does all hearing for all ages, but she also specializes in newborn hearing screening programs and our brain injury program. She is a repeat guest on the show. It's been a few years, but I'm going to welcome you back, Dr. Janet Hansen. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's happy. I'm happy to be here this morning. Janet, you've been on the show in the past, and we've talked about hearing, and, and they've been really popular shows. And so I'm going to get to the phones pretty early, but before we do that... 
Um, could you just tell us a little bit about what common things you see in your practice as an audiologist? Absolutely. Well, audiologists, we work in a lot of different settings. So my setting might be unique to uh, my environment, but there is some common factors for all of us. Working in a hospital setting or a medical-based setting, I work very closely with my ENT colleagues. So we see a lot of ear disease, dizziness, tinnitus, which is ringing or buzzing in the ears, and of course, hearing loss. Because I work at a level one trauma center, we also see ear or hearing related issues uh, related to head trauma. So that might be definitely unique to my environment. Um, And you mentioned that I'm on the pediatric brain injury team, but we have a team as well for adults. So um, we also uh, see newborns that perhaps don't pass their newborn hearing screening in the nursery and they need follow-up testing with an audiologist. So there's specialized tests we do on infants or babies, because obviously we can't test them like we do adults. And then there's the whole dizziness part of our practice as well. Uh, The inner ear has lots of components. Some we think of hearing right away, but of course there's the vestibular system, which helps contribute to balance. And things that go wrong with our ear might make us dizzy as well. So let's talk a little bit about hearing loss itself. What causes hearing loss? Is, you know, is it just normal as we age? Well, to some extent, there is an age-related factor. But for people that think, oh, that's just an old person thing, and the closer I get to becoming an old person thing, um, we see that, of course, in that population. But it can affect people of all ages. And it is, as you mentioned earlier, super common 37.5 or perhaps even more million Americans suffer from some degree of hearing loss. So that's not a small number, and it does uh, increase with age, but we do see children that have ear problems. So but let's start with our youngest ones. First of all, you can be born with hearing loss. About one in a thousand up to about three to four per thousand babies born will have some degree of hearing loss. So that's our youngest patients right there. Younger, uh, let's go up the age line a little bit here. Toddlers, we all, anyone that's had a child knows that kids get a lot of ear infections. Fluid can develop in the middle ear. That can cause some hearing problems, hopefully just temporary. We find it early and it gets treated. Other things that can cause hearing loss are exposure to loud sounds. So for people that work in a noisy environment or maybe don't work but are suddenly exposed to loud sounds. Think of the people in the military or were around fireworks. We just had the 4th of July, uh, those sorts of things. Other types of ear infections, adults can get them as well. I mentioned trauma earlier. Um, And then certain illnesses or maybe perhaps things we don't think about, other health problems we might have, uh, such as diabetes, kidney problems, heart disease, There's other things, uh, health problems that uh, may not cause hearing loss directly, but are definitely related. And then sometimes medications, um, people that are undergoing treatment for certain types of cancers might be on certain types of chemotherapy drugs. And some of those are known to possibly cause some disruption in the inner ear and lead to tinnitus and or hearing loss. Uh, So it's a lot of things that can cause hearing loss. For many of us, perhaps just not one thing, although that can happen as well. All right, Dr. Hanson. 
Oh, go, go, ahead, go I was gonna say all ages of life, and and don't anybody blame Bruce Springsteen or that U two concert I went to back about twenty years ago. Uh, Rashini, I think we might have a lot of listener questions, and why don't we just let the listeners drive where we go with the topics? Sure. All right, so Absolutely. we do have some calls coming in, but you just mentioned tinnitus. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but someone is asking if anything can be done about it. Dr. Hansen. Thank you. Oh boy, tinnitus. Yes, I think every day we see patients coming in for tinnitus. So tinnitus, just to define it, is the term we use uh, for the sound that people hear in their ears. It can be described as a ringing, a buzzing, a whooshing. Some people say it sounds like uh, crickets or cicadas, the ocean. It doesn't matter what it sounds like, but if it's something that you are perceiving either in your ears, your brain, somewhere in your head, we see a lot of patients for that. The most important thing when that starts is to get your hearing tested by an audiologist. So talk to your primary care physician. If you need a referral, they can make that happen. And you'll come see us because probably the most common thing we think of when we hear someone's got tinnitus is do they have hearing loss? It's a symptom of hearing loss in many cases. And some people notice the tinnitus before they even notice any trouble hearing. So once we do the evaluation, if the patient does have hearing loss, we look at what type of hearing loss? Is it in one ear or both ears? What would be the treatment for that? Do they need to go the medical route and go see my colleagues in ear, nose, and throat? Or is this something that we could perhaps use a hearing aid or other amplification device for? Some people have normal hearing. So counseling them about their tinnitus can be very uh, different. Obviously, I'm not going to fit them with hearing aids. Sometimes it's just a matter of understanding what tinnitus is, why we have it, Um, Is it related to any other health problems? Uh, And for people that are truly bothered by it, like for some people, it's quite severe. It causes a lot of anxiety. They feel like they can't sleep, so it causes sleep disruption. And we know not being able to sleep is its own form of feeling terrible. Uh, There are audiologists and clinics that specialize in the treatment of tinnitus. And so um, we don't specialize that at Hennepin Healthcare, but we kind of work through our, uh, help our patients work through that and determine who would need a referral to that type of specialist if they need further help or assistance with their tinnitus. All right, we're going to try to get in one call. We've got about just over a minute. Let's go to Rod in Richfield. Good morning, Rod. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Say, I have a question. Um, More so, I've got noise-induced hearing loss because I was raised on a farm and we didn't have uh, such thing as hearing protection. So I've seen an audiologist. I have hearing aids. I'm concerned about buying hearing aids over-the-counter when they become available because mine are adjusted for different frequencies at which I have hearing loss. Will there be audiologists at these over-the-counter dispensaries? I def- thank you for your call and for your qu- uh, question. You mentioned noise-induced hearing loss. That is a common uh, thing that can cause hearing loss for many of our patients, and the treatment typically is some form of amplification, so I'm glad to hear you have hearing aids. Over-the-counter hearing aids um, are going to be available soon, and ha- each clinic will kind of determine how they're going to help patients with that. Some will sell them right in their office and provide some services for reprogramming. Some you might order online and perhaps not a lot of adjustments 
might be able to be done. Some might be able to be adjusted on an app on your phone if the uh, device was designed that way. So it really varies perhaps based on cost and who developed the technology. I think it'll be much more limited of what people can do on their own, obviously, than going to your audiologist like you mentioned. All right, we have to take a quick break and more with Dr. Janet Hansen, audiologist, and Dr. David Hilden on Healthy Matters when we return. Be sure to call and text us, 651-989-9226. Remember, we will definitely get you if you call. We will try to get you if you text. We are back on Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden, along with Rashini Rajkumar, our special guest, Dr. Janet Hansen. She is an audiologist who specializes in the management of hearing loss, dizziness, and other ear problems. She is a member of the HCMC Pediatric Brain Injury Team and manages HCMC's Universal Newborn Hearing Screening Program. So she's a rock star when it comes to the ears. She is someone you will want to ask your questions of today, 651-989-9226. Jim is on the line from Richfield. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, morning. Thanks for uh, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, I have a, a question regarding um, my inner right ear, where it's caused some balance issues, and then just wondering if that has anything to do with um, lack of sleep and sleep um, apnea and everything. I'll uh, I'll uh, um, I'll listen. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Jim, for calling in. Um, you mentioned it's your right inner ear, so it sounds to me like you've had excuse me, a, a nice thorough evaluation to look at not only the hearing function of your ears, but the balance or vestibular function of the ears. Um, I don't know of a direct connection related to lack of sleep or sleep apnea, but we do know that the inner ear is an organ that requires really healthy blood supply. So sometimes things in our body uh, overall, if the inner ear, it, for whatever reason, is getting an interruption to blood, of that blood supply, it can kind of result in problems hearing or balance. If it's just on one side, uh, that can be trickier because your balance system likes your ears to work the same. And when one balance system isn't working the same as the other, that's definitely what can cause that feeling of dizziness. It can be feeling off balance when you're walking. You could feel like the room is turning or spinning. Um, and the testing we do will kind of identify which part of the ear is causing the problem and also what types of balance problems it's causing for you. We work very closely with our colleagues in physical therapy. There is a physical therapy that people can go through that's specialized to the ear called vestibular rehabilitation. And it will help people, even if their ears are not symmetrical, don't work the same, help them kind of use different types of cues to help keep their balance because uh, otherwise, there's a risk of falling, and that leads to all kinds of other problems. So it is good to kind of be linked up with a good health system to get all the care you need, including that rehabilitation. All right, we have lots of texts coming in also. Let's get a quick text in, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. 651-989-9226. Doctors, lots of questions about earwax. I'll try to combine them. People wondering how to clean them, and do they they seem to affect hearing. Okay, this is a popular one that always comes up every time I'm on the show, and I'm very happy to talk about it because um, despite what the common feeling is, wax is not necessarily a bad thing. It's a normal part of how our body and our ear works, 
It's designed to keep our ear canal kind of lubricated so that it doesn't get too dry. If you feel like you chronically have itchy ears and you are a Q-tip user, you might be causing some of that itchiness in the ear. When the ear canal gets dry, it itches. And then, of course, it's like a, a, a circular problem. We want to itch it more. And what do we stick in there? Either our finger or a Q-tip, or I've heard all kinds of things going into the ear. Um, ears, for the most part, are self-cleaning. Most of us, not all, but many of us don't have to do anything to clean our ears. And that's sort of not common knowledge because most of us think those Q-tips that we're supposed to do that every time we get out of the shower, kind of dry our ear out or use the Q-tip once a week to clean our ears. And we might be counteracting the ear's natural ability to shed the wax and push it out uh, with the little hairs in our ear canal. And, and finding it in the outer part of the ear is very normal. But when we stick a Q-tip in there or our finger, we kind of push it down to the inner part of our ear canal where it's, does, it's not generated there and it can't get out from that deep in the ear. So if it does build up, you will feel a feeling of fullness in your ear, itchiness in your ear. You might hear a crackling or popping sound in your ear. So you should always have your ear looked at either by your primary care doctor, an audiologist, an ENT physician, somebody to look in there, see if it needs to be cleaned out. But Q-tips are not our friends. We should not use those in our ears. We see a lot of damage done. There also are over-the-counter eardrops. You'll see them in any pharmacy in that aisle that has all kinds of eye and ear products. Uh, if you've been told by one of your medical providers that you should use those to keep the wax soft, that's an okay thing. They don't need to be used every day. Maybe once a month for most people is fine. Even putting a drop of mineral oil in the ear once a month or so. I hear my ENT colleagues tell their patients that a lot. Once they get the wax out, a drop of some kind of oil like that in the ear only about once a month will keep the ear canal kind of uh, soft and uh, the wax will have a better chance of coming out. Um, but once it's to the point of impaction and you're uh, noticing hearing loss, then you definitely need to go see somebody to have it removed. All the drops in the world probably won't get it out at that point. You'll need some um, assistance to help clear it out. I have seen some gruesome complications of using a cotton swab in your ear. I had one patient who was innocently swabbing his ear in the shower, slipped the the cotton swab went right through his eardrum. I'll second what yeah. Dr. Hansen's saying right now. Oh yeah, my gosh, that caused sounds... a lot of problems and more yeah, permanent that's... hearing loss too. So if it goes very scary, eardrum, and uh, uh, if it can cause more pro you know, serious problems too, I've had people come in where they perforated their eardrum. Uh, the ear canal in that area bleeds a lot, so it's quite scary phenomenon for people to experience. Uh, fortunately, many times the ear, eardrum will heal up on its own, but it takes time, but not always. Uh, if you've bumped into the inner ear bone, or excuse me, middle ear bones or ossicles, um, that can cause some more permanent problems. And I've even had people get dizzy because they've pressed the swab or it's accidentally gotten pressed so far into the ear. It can cause a more permanent type of hearing loss involving their inner ear and balance system. So. Yeah, lots of, lots of traumatic things can happen with Q-tips. And usually it's not, you don't intend it to happen, but somebody comes in the bathrooms and startles you um, or other things happen and you bump your arm into something. So um, it's good to avoid them. All right, we got lots of questions. So I'm going to jump back into the phone and text lines before we have to go to break in a few minutes. Okay, let's go to Gary in St. Louis Park. Hi, Gary. Hi, good morning, everybody. Um, Dr. Hansen. My my question is, 
I would like to get hearing aids for mom, but cost is, is such an issue. And I'm wondering two things. I'm wondering why these little things are so expensive and slightly off the topic, did I hear Dr. Hilden mention that Minnesota has reached their 70% vaccination? Thank you very much, you guys. Appreciate your show. I'll be real quick on that. We did reach a statewide, but it's largely in the metro area in certain counties. We have some counties, Todd County, Benton County, some other Rock County, some other counties that are very, very low. All right, let's go to Jim and Andover. Hi, Jim. Yeah, question is, I give so many brochures and I'm wondering, uh, some are cheap, some are expensive for the hearing aids or the exam. How do you know what's got good quality companies to deal with? Okay. So I, I'll take that. Um, thank you for your call. So both callers kind of mentioned um, wanting to get hearing aids or somebody in their family needing or wanting hearing aids. But the cost, hearing aids are quite expensive. You'll note right away they are more expensive than buying a pair of glasses. Uh, and so a lot of people kind of equate them. You know, one helps me see better, one helps me hear better. Why is there such discrepancy in what things cost? So hearing aids are definitely more complicated than glasses. We're not just simply focusing the, the vision. And I don't want to discredit what glasses do because I'm wearing them on my face right now. And without them on here, I would probably not even be able to see my phone to make this call. But hearing aids are more complicated um, and a lot of research and development goes into creating those. Um, they are all digital now, so they're programmed using a computer in the audiologist's office. Also, most of them now have features where you can do some adjustments at home on your own, especially if you have a smartphone. So there's an app that we can help load on the phone to give you some uh, independence on choosing different settings, volume, kind of a, like tuning it a little bit, like an equalizer, low pitch, middle pitch, high pitch, um, helping reduce a little more background noise with the push of a button. Um, and all that development and, and access does cost money. Now, the range of hearing aids, there's, there is a range. Our caller mentioned that. Some start, you know, below $1,000 a piece, and some may range close to $3,000 a piece or perhaps even more. Um, and so when you meet with your audiologist, they talk about all the different levels of technology, kind of what, what, is, what do you have access to with the entry-level ones and what do you have access with the higher ones, and they can help you choose something that meets your needs. So there is something out there for everyone, and don't be afraid to discuss it and to think about it on your own a little bit, too, and get back to your provider. All right, CJ from Champlin has this question. I feel like I don't hear that well, but on occasion my ears pop and I hear much better for a short period of time. I take an over-the-counter allergy med as I've been told there is fluid behind my eardrums. What else to do? Okay, that's a great call. Yes, um, allergy. we ask patients about allergies because it can cause that sensation of fullness or plug feeling in the ear. When your ears pop, uh, every, if you've been on an airplane and you go up and down and you, your ears feel plugged and then they pop, that's a part of your body called your eustachian tube. And that needs to function for us to hear well and feel proper pressure in our ears and head. You mentioned taking medication for that. That's an option if that's been prescribed to you. If it's fluid that's persistent and it's causing hearing loss and it won't go away with medication, my colleagues in ENT will 
uh, typically see patients for that to determine if further medical intervention is needed, such as making a small incision in the eardrum called a myringotomy to drain any fluid that might be in the middle ear, and then decide if a tube should be placed to kind of help keep the uh, eardrum a tiny hole open to keep that um, aeration continuing. The, their tubes are more common. We think that they're just for kids, but occasionally adults do require them as well. All right, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, our final segment, we don't have that many minutes, so get in your questions, 651-989-9226. We are back on Healthy Matters. We are focusing on hearing issues and ear health today. Dr. Hilden and I have a special guest. She's audiologist, Dr. Janet Hansen. Lots of questions coming in for her, so let's try to get through as many as we can. This person says, why do I experience so much pain in the ears on on a plane flight, especially during descent? What can I do to prevent it? Great question. I've experienced that as well, and I figured out that's why babies probably cry on airplanes, especially when we're going up and particularly down. Um, I mentioned it earlier, a little tiny part of our body that's so small but so important is our eustachian tube. It's a tube that connects the back of your nose and throat or your ear to the back of your nose and throat. And it is what you feel or hear that popping sensation when you fly or anytime you've got a cold or something like that. And if that doesn't function right, you'll have extreme pain as the pressure changes around your body in that airplane cabin but not changing inside your ears. Um, there's a maneuver called the Valsalva. It's basically, we've all tried it probably. You plug your nose, close your mouth, and kind of create small amount of pressure in your head. You don't want to do that very hard or forcefully. It can be dangerous, but a little bit of that, that will help kind of force air up into that eustachian tube um, and, and perhaps give you some relief. If prescribed by your physician, sometimes people will use some kind of nasal spray for this because, again, it kind of helps open up that eustachian tube. Well, I'll ask our callers to keep their questions tight. We're running up against the clock. Terry is calling from Egan. Hi, Terry. Yeah, hi. Um, so a couple of years ago, my daughter started having dizzy spells when she's in wide open spaces. And she's 20, uh, 22, actually. And it's to the point where she can't drive because she's on a highway. It's too, um, too open. She has a loss of vision in one eye, and her eye doctor was thinking that that was potentially the cause, but that's been the case since she was an infant. So I'm wondering if it could be an ear issue. She has been checked by the National Dizziness Center, and they were not able to replicate the cause of dizziness. So we're we're kind of stumped. Yeah, I'm glad she's been evaluated. That's a good clinic for, um, they do the same type of vestibular work um, that we do. There's three systems that contribute to feeling not dizzy or in balance. One is your vision, Second is your inner ear vestibular system. Third is your sense of somatic, uh, it's, can you feel the, the floor that you're walking on and how well do your ankles, knees, and hips work to help keep your balance? Because we're constantly making adjustments as we're moving around. And all three of those systems have to work well together. So the fact that she's um, got a visual problem in one eye could be contributing. If she's already had her uh, vestibular systems checked out um, and they have physical therapy there as well, sounds like that's not an issue. Um, Did they offer, they may have offered some vestibular rehabilitation because that can take all three components into account. Um, Also, 
it sounds like it's creating a, a sense of perhaps some anxiety when she's kind of in open spaces. So our colleagues in behavioral health can help with that as well. Um, but it sounds like you've done a lot of things and you're, you're checking into the right systems to get her some relief so that she's not feeling that way. And I wish you luck on that. All right, we've got about a minute left. Carrie in St. Paul, if you could ask your question. Hi, I'm wondering if you're seeing any correlation with recurrent ear infections with post-COVID syndrome. Excellent and very timely question. I'm so glad you brought that up because it is on all of our minds. Not so much ear infections related to COVID, but we're starting to see people experiencing more of the inner ear, sensory neural, the permanent part of our hearing, we're starting to see related perhaps to COVID. We've known all along that viruses can attack the inner ear and cause a sudden change in hearing. And we've started seeing people, and a new question on our history asking is, have you had COVID? And for many of them, the answer is yes. I think we'll start to see more of that, um, and we're, at, we're understanding more. They're starting to publish papers on this, so it's going to be a vi- another virus that we know can cause hearing loss. So if anyone has had COVID and experienced a change in their hearing, definitely go see an audiologist to get that evaluated. And the sooner the better, because there is treatment that the otolaryngologists, uh, excuse me, the ENTs, can help provide if there is a sudden disruption causing that sensory neural type of hearing loss. And, but we'd want to see people within, preferably within one to two weeks of it happening. All right. We'll try to do a lightning rod through these texts. Does using earbuds adversely affect ears and hearing? The quickest answer is maybe if it's up loud enough. Um, what we always say is if it's too loud to also hear people standing around you talking to you, then yes, that's probably too loud. It's not so much the earbud itself. It's mostly the level of whatever you're listening to that can be dangerous. Is it bad to plug your nose and blow to pop your ears? That's that Valsalva maneuver that we just talked about. It's not dangerous if it's done very mildly. If you're chronically having to do that, definitely get your ears evaluated so we can offer you some other sort of of relief for that. So be cautious. If it's causing pain, you've gone too far. Don't, don't, Don't do it that hard. Very gently. All right. And more questions coming in about the -the over-the-counter hearing aids. Please discuss the proposed plan to sell hearing aids OTC. Would a prescription be needed? Would the person still need to see an audiologist? Well, your hearing would have to be evaluated some way. And the most reliable and valid way to have that done is to see an audiologist. Many audiologists, especially in private practice, probably will sell over-the-counter hearing aids, a more basic sort of stripped-down version of amplification. And for some people, that may work just fine. They also may have where you could have the ability to try it, either in their office or on a brief trial arrangement, to see if it meets your needs. Some of the manufacturers might make the hearing aids where they can be changed from a very basic over-the-level, over-the-counter level hearing aid technology, and perhaps an audiologist could reprogram that to offer more features if people are still struggling. So yet a lot to come in that area. Um, it's not fully available out there yet, so we're going to start to see more and more. I'm sure we'll see things um, in the news about it as well. What an hour this has been, Dr. Janet Hansen. Thank you so much for being here. I want to remind people that if you need to see Dr. Hansen and if you need an audiologist, this is the person you want to see. Just an insider tip there. 
You can check her out at hennepinhealthcare.org, hennepinhealthcare.org, or call us at 161, or you don't have to put the one, I guess, 612-873-MYMD, 1-612-873-6963. Dr. Hansen, thanks so much for being with us today. You are so welcome, and I'm so glad and happy to have so many people interested in their hearing health. That's wonderful. Absolutely. We we are really running up against the clock. Thanks, Dr. Hansen. Thanks, everyone, for being with us on Healthy Matters. We'll be back next Sunday for Ask the Pharmacist. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.